0: You're listening to a message from Heritage Christian Fellowship in San Clemente, California. For more information, go to heritagesc.org.
1: So normally we join a lot of churches who do a 21 days of fasting, starting like the first, uh, usually Monday in January after the holidays. And um, we've done it. That's been one of the things I've loved. And I have testimony after testimony of how God's spoken to me. But this year, we just felt the Lord wanted us to not just do things because we always do them, but to really reevaluate and say, what do you want us to do, Lord? And God impressed on us to not just do a 21-day fast, but do a 30-day fast. So before you run on out of here, scared to death. Let me explain. We're actually going to divide it up into six five-day increments. So the first five days is starting tomorrow from Monday through Friday, and we're going to fast together as a body. And our um, vision statement is experience the presence of God and the power of family. And I think this next week is an opportunity for for us to do both of those. Because when you fast and you pray – there's just something, there's, there's a heightened connection with God. You feel his presence. It's much easier to hear him. And you just feel his presence. And you experience the presence of God in ways that you've never done before. And as a church body, we don't want just the fastaholics to do all the fasting. I really want to focus on the newbies out there. Like you have said, you know, I've never fasted. I mean, because the only option we gave you was like, hey, we're going to fast. Let's do it for 21 days. And you're like, What? Um, <laughs> so what we're going to do is we want every single person to participate at some level. Five days is a nice bite-sized chunk. And even if you can't do five days, some people have health problems. Some people have uh, f- really physical jobs that they need energy, they need to eat. So we're going to explain the different types of fast. But our challenge today is God will speak to you. You'll make a decision to, st- to participate in this fast every single person here. And I think that's the power of family. That's part of our vision statement. So, um, and there's two reasons we want to do that. We want to develop a culture of prayer and fasting because in the past, we've had this big push in the beginning and then you sort of... uh, you know, you fade off. It's like the gym. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking great in January, but come summer when I need to show off these abs and stuff at the beach, you know, I don't look so good. So that's to say, just kidding. Um, so this, the, the same kind of mentality is we want to not just start off, but we want to have a consistent prayer life with the Lord. And by the end of the year, end really strong that we are as close to the Lord as we have ever have. not just start out strong. And secondly, we want to. Um, maybe lower the bar, I guess is the right word, um, but yet we're actually upping the bar because we're doing 30 days, but we want to make every single person here, uh, we want this to be an attainable goal. Does that make sense? Um, and, you know, it knits our hearts together in a common purpose as a family. So like today, like I said, is we're going to do a little bit of free, free flowing, and I'm going to interview. The schedule was to interview four people. Actually, we're going to interview three, but I'm going to sort of do a virtual interview with somebody too. I'll I'll explain that in a sec. And um, that's what we're going to do today. So the title of this message is Fast, Pray, Listen, Obey. Fast, Pray, Listen, Obey. Can we all repeat that? Fast, Pray, Listen, Obey. Fast, Pray, Listen, Obey. I don't know, people are really into tattoos now. Wouldn't that be a nice tattoo? (laughs) Like, uh, anyway. And I think these are four key ingredients in our efforts to cultivate a, a culture of fasting and praying. So today, we're going to talk about fast, praying, and listening. Next week, Jared is going to conclude it after our fast, and he's going to be talking about obeying, specifically like, hey, God spoke to you, God impressed something, maybe you read something in the scripture that is a challenge that you haven't, doing, that you haven't been doing, or your life doesn't reflect what, what scripture teaches. How do you obey that? What do you do with what God teaches you? One thing is, is praying, and then fasting, and then listening, and then God speaking. The next thing is obeying. So we're going to cover all of those. So let's pray, and then we will uh, we'll get into it. Lord, we just thank you that you are here this morning, and that, Lord, it says that you stand at the door and knock. And if we open the door, we, you will come in, and we will, like, sup together and eat together and fellowship together. And Lord, even in, in the New Testament, it talks about having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And fellowship is just this term of, of, of intimacy, of, of friendship, of, of talking back and forth, of getting to know each other and, and helping each other and loving and supporting each other. And we ask, Lord, this week, would we would have a heightened sense of fellowship with you, Lord Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, and it would be such a wonderful experience. And Lord... We're gonna have several people speaking, but Lord, let it be your voice speaking through us, your voice that challenges us. And Lord, when we have those moments of just contemplation, I ask that they would hear your voice. Maybe it's a picture. Maybe it's a scripture that comes to mind. Maybe it's just a knowing or an idea that seems like its own, but it's it's, it's yours. Lord, I ask that you would be really dynamic and living. Let it be a living word this morning. Lord, through the testimonies, through your word, through what we have to say up here, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So what is fasting anyway? I think we throw that term around a lot, uh, but I, I was doing some research this week, so I put a nice definition, which I thought works, is fasting is essentially giving up food or something else for a period of time in order to focus your thoughts on God. Let me repeat that. Fasting is essentially giving up food or something else for a period of time in order to focus your thoughts on God. So the period of time next week is going to be Monday through Friday. You can break your fast Saturday uh, morning or Saturday, (laughs) 12.01 a.m. Sometimes, you know, you have those thoughts. Um, But while you're fasting, many people read the Bible, they play a lot of worship music, and they pray. And you're substituting some of your normal activities, even basic stuff like eating for time with God. And it's found both in the Old Testament and New Testament over 50 times where people have fasted or there's been teaching on fasting. In the Old Testament, fasting was often a way of expressing grief or a means of humbling yourself. David also often fasted and he was humbling himself in doing that. In the New Testament, fasting was a means to grow closer to God through meditating and focusing on him. And when I say fasting, I mean fasting and praying. This is, we're not talking about a diet here. Uh, in Matthew 4, 1 through 2, Jesus, the first thing he did when, before he got into ministry officially, was he went to the wilderness and fasted for 40 days. That's, that's a hardcore fast. Um, some, some people say, I just want to be like Jesus. Well, hey, let's let's do a 40-day fast. How's that? <laughs> Throughout the New Testament, fasting and praying are often mentioned together. Not just praying, but fasting too. Uh, in Acts 13.3, it says, They have fasted and prayed, oftentimes before big decisions were made. Um, Paul and Barnabas would fast and they would anoint elders to lead churches through fasting and praying. And remember in Luke 2, 37, when Jesus was just an infant, they took him to the temple and there was a woman there who got to bless him. And it's, that woman was described, she was a widow and it said she worshiped day and night, fasting and praying. So it's something when you combine fasting and praying, it somehow gets God's attention in a way that other, other things don't. And oftentimes, it's not God, it's us. It, it takes away some of the, the murkiness or the busyness that covers our eyesight. And Jesus made some interesting assumptions about fasting. Uh, in, during one of his most famous sermons, it was the Sermon on the Mount. And during his Sermon on the Mount, he talked about fasting in Matthew 6, starting in verse 18. So let's read that together. Matthew 6, starting in verse 16. It says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put on oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and, to, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So he kind of talks about like the motivation of fasting. Don't use fasting as a bragging rights. But but what part of the assumption that he's doing, he says twice in verse 16, "When you fast," and then in verse 17, he says, "But when you fast." So he didn't say if you fast. He kind of assuming that you're fasting. And in earlier in that in that same chapter, he says, "When you give to the needy." And I think most people would would agree that Christians Part of our job, like Matthew 25, is to give to the poor and the needy. He says, when you give to the needy, not if you give. And then he says, also, when you pray, pray like this, and he goes into the Lord's Prayer. So there's things that he assumes that you do as Christians. These are a normal part of your life, and fasting is one of them. You know, if I was going to teach you how to play basketball, I would say, well, when you dribble, this is how you do it. I wouldn't say, well, if you dribble, because if you play basketball, you've got to dribble, right? And what about if, you're, if I was teaching someone to raise an infant and I'm saying like, well, when you change your baby's diaper, uh, not that I'm a big expert on it, but um, I would say, you know, I wouldn't say if you change your baby's diaper, because how many people know that babies have messy diapers? It's only a matter of when. <laughs> so if you're teaching infants about parenthood and caring for infants, you would say, well, when you, when the, when the, you know, when you have to change a diaper, this is what you do. And that's the same with fasting. It's not really an if, it's a win. I mean, it's not a requirement for salvation or a badge of honor. I mean, God's grace is for that. We don't earn salvation, but it should be a normal part of salvation. I mean, of our, uh, uh, sorry, scratch that one. It should be a normal part of our Christian walk. And um, some benefits of fasting. I listed seven benefits that have worked for me. Number one, fasting and prayer can help us hear from God. Number two, fasting and prayer can reveal hidden sin. I remember a couple of fasts. One particular fast I went on and I was just hungry for God. And at the end of the day, at the end of the fast, God showed me a really glaring sin in my life, which was scary and I had to confess it. But I got closer to God, but it was different than what I was anticipating. And number three, fasting and praying can strengthen intimacy with God. Four, fasting and praying can teach us to pray with right motives. Sometimes it's all about us, but when you... When you deny yourself, you start connecting more with God and getting his purposes in mind. And number um, five, fasting and praying can build your faith. Six, fasting and praying breaks the power of sin in our life. Some, uh, it's, this, it's a weird dynamic. And even Jesus, there was, a, there was a time when someone was trying to cast out a demon and he says, this one only can come out by prayer and fasting. Sometimes fasting breaks the power of sin at a different level that we can't break in any other way. And, you know, if you're struggling with with things, and we all do, even addictive things, there's so many things that just grab us and are hard to control. Perhaps this week, this should be a focus of yours of fasting and praying to help God give you freedom in that area. And number seven, fasting and praying heighten our spiritual senses so it's easier to encounter God. So, I'm going to just do a couple uh, examples of the type of fasting, and then we're going to start some interviews. So the type of fasting that we can do, first of all, there's the water fast, which is like the hardcore Navy SEAL sort of fast. Um, And that's basically no food, no juices, no nothing, just water. Now, this is really for the fastaholics who've done it a while. You know, make sure your doctor recommends it, you know, if you have any health issues. If you're just starting out, I wouldn't recommend this one. But, you know, whatever God tells you to do. Then there's the liquid fasts. And the liquid fast is you do juices, smoothies, soup, broths, but no food or no alcohol. Uh, Then there's the Daniel fast or partial fast. That's kind of one of my favorite, especially in the 21 days. You abstain from some particular kind of food, as in the case of Daniel while he was in Babylon. That's where the came, the name. And like, you just eat fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, soups, seeds. You have no meat, no dairy, no sugars, no alcohol. It's basically like a vegan diet. So it's a Daniel diet. And then, this this is a really good one too, a TV or movie fast. Or maybe we should throw in a news fast. (laughs) That would be healthy, I think, for all of us at the moment. But you use, instead of watching TV, your shows, or movies, I mean, you can't go to the movies these days, um, Turn off Netflix, Hulu, or whatever, and spend your time praying and reading your Bible instead. It helps clear your head and your mind. It really does. Um, And then there's the social media fast. That's also a really helpful one, and it's very powerful. Um, And you use that time to instead of social media. You know, have you ever had that thing my daughter showed me you could uh, track on your phone all the time you spend in different things? And I was really surprised how how much time I spend on social media because I didn't think I'm a social media guy and it was like, you know, several hours a week. And uh, imagine that you spend that with God. So use that time that you're on social media, get off of it and, and um, you know, it's it's it quiets your heart, it quiets your mind and you're able to hear better from God. And then there's the secular music fast. Um, I think you should listen to Christian music and um, this week. Um you know, I'm not preaching against secular music at all, but fast secular music. And, and just either only worship songs or Christian music, but just clear, clear your minds. Let everything be about God with no distractions. Let your whole week glorify God. Or you can do a combination. You can do a, like a Daniel partial fast. And sometimes the partial fast can be, like if you're a newbie and you've never fasted, I would say do one meal a day. Skip breakfast and during your breakfast time, fast. Skip lunch during your lunch time, fast and pray. You know, start small and then maybe combine that with a social media fast or a secular music fast or a TV fast, you know, some kind of combination. And when I do the Daniel fast, I get hungry enough where I'm reminded and prompted, like I'm hungry, I'm fasting, okay, I got to pray. And then with, without all the news and the TV and the social media, my mind gets clear. So when I'm reading scripture, it's just like stuff starts popping out at me. I hear God, and then it builds. Like Monday, it's kind of struggling. Tuesday, my mind's a little clear. By like Friday, my mind's really clear. I've sort of gotten used to my diet, and I'm really hearing from God. Um, so right now, I want to um, – I mean, you might be intimidated by the idea of fasting. I almost feel like, hey, who's intimidated? But I won't, I won't have you raise your hand. Um, or maybe you've done a fast and it didn't quite work out. Or you did a fast and you just like started cheating and you feel guilty and you're like you had to, you know, be in counseling because, you know, you 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 didn't do, you, you beat yourself up of not doing the fast. So I don't want any of that to happen. I want you to take a baby step and do this. And so part part what I want to do this morning is invite up some just average people who have fasted over the years from different walks of life. And um, interview them and, and let's see how they do it. Maybe we can glean something and maybe God will speak to you through that. So, the first one I was going to call up was my daughter, Crystal Klaus. But uh, she, last night, she started feeling not so good. This morning, she woke up, she had a bad, sore throat. And, you know, and first thing you think, oh no, my daughter's got COVID. So, um, how many people have had those kind of things? And I remember this week I had like a headache one or two days. And I thought to myself, like, oh, no. You know, when when I heard she did it, I thought, wow, uh, I'm falling apart, too, you know? (laughs) And um, so I thought, you know what? I I probably wouldn't be a good idea for me to come. So Jared actually uh, did this first service, and he did a great job, and I really appreciate him stepping in last minute. Um, But we had Crystal tested this morning, and she was negative. So thank goodness. Yeah. So it's a happy ending. But anyway... um, My daughter, she's 21, she's a senior in college, and um, over the last three or four years, she's really gotten closer to the Lord, and I'm very proud of her for it. And she just has a wisdom that's from this connection of God. And we had a fast last year, and I asked some certain people, we had staff elders and some other people we asked, uh, intercessors, and she fasted and prayed. And she really, during the, it was a one-week fast, and she actually journaled every single day And she really has a gift for journaling. So that was the reason I was going to interview her, because I would encourage you to journal during your fasting time. Journaling doesn't come natural to me. I remember when I was a kid, we called it diaries. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I did it, I started it, and it never works out. I don't have a gift. And some people I know are just excellent journalers. And she's one of them. And there's something about like journaling when God speaks something to you. And now with our phones, it's really cool. We could just go to the notes section and write it down as soon as God speaks to you. So I would encourage you this week, as you are quieting your minds, focusing on the Lord, spend some time simply listening to God. Now I, I kind of interviewed Crystal, so I'm going to just give you some of the highlights of what she said. So she said when she she's fasted five or six times, she almost always fasts food, like a Daniel fast, and she all, and she does a kind of a media fast. But she's a film major in college, so she has to watch movies. So she tries to substitute Christian movies for regular movies, which sometimes you know isn't quite as exciting <laughs> if we're honest. <laughs> Um, and she always listens to Christian music and not uh, mix it with secular music. And she always has a longer quiet time. And she says it just really helps her. And then she just journals. She, and, and what she does is say, she says she listens and is totally silent in almost like a meditation type of thing, not in a weird way. And she just sits and, be, and, and is quiet. And then she says that God just downloads. So she actually wrote, um, she actually wrote, oh, here it is wrote from the journal from last year and I wanted to, and and, you know, she was exposed and we we were praying about the church and stuff and I wanted to read some stuff that, that God gave my daughter and you know, like sometimes with your own kids, like you see them at their worst and then like, So sometimes like you see God speak to them and you're like, wow, that's my daughter. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not bashing her, but you know how sometimes like you, sometimes you're so close to people and you know what, you know, they're good and you know, they're bad, they're good, bad, and ugly. But it's so cool when God can show you someone, you know, who's, who's got their high moments and low moments and God uses and speaks to them. And this is what she said. It was a Monday through Friday fast and Monday. This is what she said. She says heritage will be the epicenter of what will happen in 2021. Strong outpouring of the Holy Spirit. She said changes are not done yet. There's more to come. Tuesday, she got a scripture. It was Isaiah 43:1-2. Said, "Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned." Isn't that what we need to hear this year? There's a lot of fires, there's a lot of waters. And without the Lord, we could get burned or drowned. But the Lord promises us that he'll be with us when we pass through the waters. A lot of us are praying, Lord, let the waters go away. Let the fires going away. And it doesn't feel like they are. But the Lord promises us he's going to be with us as we cross through these turbulent times like this last week. And and she had a a word of, 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 of exhortation for our church. She says, unity within heritage is necessary. Now is the time to start. And then Wednesday, she said, God is with us through everything we have done, been through, and are going through. Revival will spring from heritage. And she, she said she got a picture of the congregation. And over the stage is a huge bucket of liquid gold that is being poured out over the congregation. And she said the gold is the Holy Spirit. The bucket is tipping, but there are some things that are blocking it from falling over, you know? And she talked about forgiveness and getting rid of all bitterness to take place. And on Thursday, she said, she felt the Lord say, I am with you. He is with us. And she, and she said, heritage should not fear because God is with us. And on Friday, she concluded, she says, Today I felt though freedom and through what God is doing, God will give us an enormous amount of boldness. We at Heritage will be fearless. I saw myself at a grocery store listening to God's still small voice and immediately obeying his command and going up to someone and telling him what God is saying to them. And she said, Heritage is craving, wanting the move of God, but what we need to realize is that we are the move of God. If each one of us was to pay close attention to the voice of God, each one of us would be an epicenter for this new outpouring of his presence and revival that is to come. Yeah, it's really good. So I want to encourage you, fast, pray, listen. And when you listen, write it down. And if you could pass it on to me or the staff or the elders, because we want to hear what you, what's going on in your life. Because, you know, none of us have a corner on God. And we need to collectively, as a body, seek God and hear what he's saying. I mean, I know there's all these weird terms, and everybody's tired of like unprecedented times and stuff, but it's really true. We need to do this together. And this week, my prayer is that each one of us will will choose a fast, and we'll do it together, and that'll be part of what we experience in the power of family. So, you know, I'm just going to take a moment. I want you to bow your head. This is gonna be the first little time and we're just gonna to have total quiet, not even any music. And I want, I want you to say, Lord, what kind of, do you, maybe just yeah, get God's permission to fast and what kind of fast should you do? Yes, Lord. Speak to each one that we would hear what you have to say, that we would be obedient to what you're prompting us to do, Lord. And some of us are speaking really clearly, and some of us are just getting these thoughts, and we're not sure if they're God, if they're you. Lord, give us just sometimes faith to step out and say, okay, even if it's not God, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, I'm going to take a, take a leap of faith. God loves it when you step out in faith. Proverbs 7, 1 to 3 talks about it. says, my son, keep my words and store my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So I would encourage you, whatever God speaks to you, bind them on your fingers. Write them on your heart. Journal. Amen? Amen. All right, right now I want to invite up the dynamic duo, Susie Mayhew and Terry Skolos. Give them a hand. Come on up. Hey, guys. How did you do it uh, this morning? Okay. Uh, It's not on. Why don't you just introduce yourselves, some people who don't know you?
0: I'm Terry Skolos, and we've been at Heritage about two years now, and we love it, and this is our home.
1: And what do you do for a living?
0: Um, I owned it in my own business, a dog grooming shop, but I just sold that uh, last year. And um, my husband owns his own company. He's a pest control and termite company in construction. And I work for him, I do all his books and everything. All right. Yeah.
2: I'm Susie Mayhew, and um, I've also been coming for about two years. And we love it here.
1: All right. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, um, so Susie, will start with you. Tell me about your fasting and praying experience.
2: Um, through the course of my Christian life, I've probably um, fasted and prayed really serious fast, maybe six times.
1: And how long have you been a Christian? What's your Christian life span?
2: This is going to sound really bad.
1: <laughs> like
2: 40 years.
1: <laughs> I didn't know you could get saved at one.
2: Because <laughs> like only six times you know yeah um but honestly they were times in our lives where God just showed up where he really um was present and where he just showed up
1: and what kind of fast do you normally do like what, what is your mantra
2: usually food usually food fast and um years ago we learned from a a pastor at a church we used to go to, that you always fast from something so you can press deeper into God. You always fast for something, whether it's personal and you want to get closer to God or corporately as a church, you all have the same goal. And you always fast for someone, um, whether it's for someone's salvation or health. And that honestly has helped take the focus off of yourself and... You're able to dig in deeper to God and and not worry about yourself so much.
1: Yeah, that's good. I she told me that earlier. I wrote that down. So it's fast from something to see God, fast for something for a reason, and fast for someone. Right? Right. Okay, Terry, same question. Tell us about your fasting experience.
0: Um, I'm the same. I can remember. I've done a lot of fasts. We used to be on staff at our last church, and we would do one every year in January. And um, I remember the first time I did it, I was pretty young and didn't really understand what fasting was. And um, I'm like, sure, I'll go without food for the week, you know. Um, and um, But didn't really understand, you know, how to do it or what fasting really was. Didn't did a good teaching on it. Um, and, um, came out the other side of it going, wow, well, great. I lost seven pounds, you know, (laughs) and, and then felt guilty. Like, wait, I probably did this wrong. I don't think it was supposed to be for me. Um, and then kind of refined my fasting after that of, um, always doing food in some way, either completely without food or a Daniel fast or something like that. But then, um, Really following a guideline of being focused on what it was I was fasting for, what my intentions were behind it, what was it in it for me, what was in it for the church, and what was in it for specifically, like Susie said, for an individual. Uh-huh. So there always always was a focus from then on. Like I'm gonna, I wanted to do it right, and um, so I've always done food until this last fast I did um, when we first started church here, and then I did a social media fast. Um, during that whole week. And
1: How did that compare to actually Food Actually 21 fast. days.
0: Um, it was great because at the time I was on a pretty strict diet and I already was doing no sugar. I was, you know, was already not eating a lot of the foods I enjoyed. So I felt like it wouldn't have been that big of a sacrifice to give up food. And I wanted it to be something that I was kind of, uh, let's say, addicted to. So social media was like the first thing I do in the morning when I woke up. And I felt like if I could get that distraction out of my life... Uh, during this 21 days, then I could focus that time on just being with the Lord and just hearing from Him and um, just refining my quiet time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Tell me about the story. You said um, you had one, during one of your fasts, you had a personal crisis and this fast was a bit of a Hail Mary. Tell us about that.
0: It was. It was a, not one called by the church. It was, I had seen um uh, the Lord answer uh, my prayers during a fast, and uh, my sister was very sick at the time. She was battling leukemia, and um, she was on her um, going. She was first diagnosed was going to need a stem cell transplant, and I found out that I was going to be her donor. But the problem was I suffered from chronic migraines my whole life, and I um, had gotten prayer for him. And um, I found out when I was going to be her donor that for 30 days I couldn't take any medication. And so I was like, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this 30 days? Um, you mean no medication
1: s- for your migraine? For
0: myself, for my migraines. Oh, okay. um, Because, you know, just bleeding issues and things like that. And just to have just a good, be really healthy. And so I just said, I'm going to fast and pray. And I'm just going to ask the Lord for the hundredth time, millionth time, to get rid of my headaches. And... At the end of that fast, I realized I hadn't taken anything that week, and I had them weekly, um, and I've never had another migraine again. Like, the wow. Lord healed me from my migraines wow. uh, during that fast. Wow. Yeah.
1: Aren't those the best games when there's the Hail Mary, they throw right. it, and the touchdown, they win the it game because of the Hail Marys. That was That's a yeah, great Hail Mary story. Really <laughs> 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 All right, Susie, um, so how does your – during a fast, your fasting time, how does your quiet time differ your normal? Because I know you're kind of a prayer warrior. So when you're fasting, how does that differ from your normal prayer time? Or does it?
2: Um, it does because you become more focused on God and you're able to press in deeper during your normal quiet time. But then throughout the day, you, I feel more connected throughout the
0: whole day when I'm fasting.
1: Mm-hmm. Same question for you, Terry. Yeah,
0: it, it's probably the same um, because I, I get in that kind of the zone, you would say, of waking up in the morning, having to focus. OK, I'm not I'm going without this thing, but really feeling more um, connected to the Lord uh, during that season. Um, I hear him a little more clearly. I feel like he speaks to me a little more clearly through his word um, during that season. And it is kind of that. I'm going to start out the year, you know, doing this, but, um, fasting throughout the year. I love that the church is doing it this way because it does really help reset me, you know, when I go through a season of fasting. Good,
1: good. Um, So question, uh, you can start. Um, How have you guys used the buddy system, I'll call it, in the fast? You know, you you get like a prayer partner, someone you're connecting with daily during this fast, and they're doing the fast with you. Have you guys ever done that? And tell me your experience.
0: I do. um, Because I've always done food fasts, um, uh, my husband and I usually will fast together. um, Because I cook for the family and now we're empty nesters so it's kind of hard for me to be fasting and then cook dinner for him so we usually are on the same page with whatever fast we're doing we kind of do a similar fast Uh and sometimes not like i i have done a fast before where i i've fasted and he hasn't he does have one of those very physical jobs he's a big guy he needs fuel he works out a lot so he can't really go without food but he'll fast from something during that season also and we encourage each other yeah
1: and how how about you tell us about your buddy system
0: Um, we
2: obviously, Rick and I do fast together, but we fast different. (laughs) So there's usually in our home group or our small group, there's usually someone who's fasting the same way as I'm fasting. And it's been so helpful to be able to pray together and to encourage each other. And, um, a lot of times Rick is kind of recently retired, so before he'd always be at work and stuff. So instead of bothering him, I always had someone that I could count on that I could call anytime, or she could call me anytime, and we just prayed together and encouraged each other, strengthened each other.
1: And you, you explained that you had a, a friend named Sherry. Yes. So tell me about that.
2: Well, Sherry was kind of my mentor, kind of my teacher, and. Um, there were several times when we would pray for something. And during a fast, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't always get a breakthrough or hear an answer from God. And Sherry was always the one who would encourage me to just, you got to keep going. It's, it's your faith, it's your trust, you just keep going. And no matter what, God will give you a breakthrough and he will give you an answer. And I do remember one time specifically, it was a whole year went by and then it was exactly what we were praying and fasting for so
1: you mean the answer came about a year yes
2: later. Huh. one year later and it was just amazing because yeah. he's so faithful he just always shows up it might not be what you think it might not be your timing but it's
1: always perfect yeah Exactly. So tell me about your, I mean, the reason you guys are up together, you your friends and you're in the same community group. And I know, I think one of us, both of you made the comment about our community group, which ha, tell us about your, how you handle prayer requests and what are the results and all that.
2: In our community group, um, after we meet the next morning, Rick always sends out like a, a recap of everything and then prayer requests are on there. And, um, I feel like if you have a list and you know specifically how to pray for someone and you keep that list so it's handy, you're going to be focused on that and you're going to remember. It's going to be consistent prayers. And I feel like that's helped our whole group. And we've consistently prayed the same prayers for each other, for families, for friends, for church. And I think God, um, you know, where two or more are gathered. I feel like he, he really hears our prayers. We've seen a lot of answered prayers hmm. in our group.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, another question. Uh, so how do you hear God during your fast? It's kind of like the million-dollar question. Yeah.
0: So for me personally, I um, the Lord speaks to me through scriptures. Um, and And when I'm fasting, I definitely feel like I have that. Um, landline, you know, right to my ear. I feel like I can hear from the Lord more clearly. But usually, it's through Scripture in my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Susie said, sometimes I don't. At the end of my fast, always feel like, well, I didn't really get a whole lot out of it. But when I when I do focus specifically on on things that I'm I'm asking the Lord for, or asking the Lord for for others. I don't always see that right away at the end of a fast. It's not like, wow, that was a great week. And, you know, sometimes it'll be a while. But I do um, I do feel like when I fast, like I did the social media fast two years ago when we first started this church to, um, to really press in in my quiet time. And I feel like during that 21 days, like my walk with the Lord and my quiet time with the Lord just got so, um, my roots went deeper. You know, I felt like I got a really good, um, got in the habit better of just spending the time, time with the Lord daily, you know, because it was something that I was trading this time that I did social media daily. If I could do that every day and wake up in the morning, then surely I could, you know, get up and pray and ask the Lord for, um, to meet me, you know? And, um, and so I got a lot better at doing that during that season.
1: How about you? How do you hear from God, Terry? I mean, uh, Susie. Um, during the fast
2: the same way through scriptures and stuff and then I think through like if you have someone that you're accountable to during this time a lot of times God will use them to confirm things for you so confirmation I think God's really persistent about what he wants you to do and when you're taking those steps doing the right thing he's confirming that
1: good good and do you have anything specific that you'd be comfortable sharing like what God spoke to you during a fast at all
0: I can't think of like a specific, but I know that I've never felt like my fasting, other than the very first time I ever fasted and didn't really know what I was doing, um, that has been a waste. Like, oh, that wasn't productive. I feel like I can't think of anything specifically, but I feel like the Lord has really used that either for myself to make um, my own personal life and my walk with the Lord better, um, but for others also. Like just with that, the fasting that I did for my sister.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, so final thought. So someone out there is like on the fence, are they fast or not? What would you say?
0: Fast. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Just see what the Lord has for you. Just give it a try. Even if you, like, don't set the bar too high for yourself. Don't go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do water fast for five days and you've never fasted before. Just set the bar to something that you know that will be a, a sacrifice for you but also that will be attainable for you or it's, so you don't feel like it, it's a, your a failure at the end of it. You know, just, Good.
2: yeah. I agree with that. And then just to not give up, mm-hmm. just to trust God. Don't give up. Just try. And if you're going for the five days and you mess up one day, just start again. Like, just don't quit.
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Good. Thanks, you guys. Great. Appreciate it. So one of the things I wanted to highlight is I think it's a good idea to have a fasting and praying buddy. So I want to spend, and you know what? If you look in scripture, there's a lot of examples of corporate fasts or buddy fasts. You had Paul and Barnabas. They fasted together. Uh, Daniel, remember Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? That's where the Daniel fast came from. The four of them fasted. Amazing things happened. Queen Esther, at the urging of her uncle Mordecai, the whole nation of Israel fasted and they averted a disaster. They were trying to kill them. Remember Ezra and the Jews, as they were rebuilding the wall, they called a fast because um, the king offered to send them protection in this form of soldiers, but they already committed and knew God was going to protect them, but they were still nervous. So they fasted and prayed for God's added protection. The city of Nineveh, this was a wicked city. Jonah went there. Remember Jonah and the whale? He went there and he's like, you guys are, you know, God judging you. And they called a fast and they turned God's heart. And God spared that city because of prayer and fasting. And Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah, you know, it was this huge army coming against him. And he's like, what do I do? Well, let's fast and pray. And they called out to God. God heard them, And the armies killed themselves. They didn't have to lift a finger. God fought their battle for them. And it was all when they humbled themselves, they prayed and they fasted. So let's just spend a moment here. And I want you guys to close your eyes, open your ears to what God says, and think about having a prayer buddy. Would it help you? Is God calling you to do this by yourself or find a buddy or maybe your community group doing it together? Let's just spend some time here. Thank you, Lord. Lord, speak to us if you want us to do this with somebody, whether it's our spouse, our grandchild, our kids, our friend, our neighbor, our community group, just speak to us right now. Thank you, Lord. Even from the beginning when you were here, you, you gathered disciples around you and you did things in community. And Lord, you've called us to experience the power of family as we experience the presence of God. And Lord, give us people together to fast with. Lord, we don't want to be lone rangers. And even there's safety when we're thinking, well, maybe God's saying this. And then we run it by our prayer buddy or our community group. and you know, And then we get a confirmation. It's just so neat to... To, to, to experience you in the beauty of fellowship in the in the power of family Lord and uh, And Lord I just ask that we would follow through Lord tell us what to fast and how to journal and uh, with if we need to do it specifically with partner with somebody Lord in Jesus name. Amen. So um, I'm going to have Josh Fanning come up in a minute, but before he comes, I just want to give you some practical tips on fasting. Um, Like we said, start slow if you haven't fasted. Don't go for the full hardcore thing in the beginning. Um, And then, you know, if it involves food or a change of diet, oftentimes your body will adjust and you get a headache or you get nauseous, you know, Uh, don't get worried and you you might have, I know uh, headaches are a part of COVID these days. But um, you know it's part of your body. It's cleansing process, and generally it ends. And if you're doing a really a, like a hardcore food fast, the first three days are the hardest. After like day four and day five, it gets much easier. And then if you have health issues, be wise, consult a doctor. Don't just be reckless. And then when the fast ends. Don't overeat. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I don't know about you guys. When you fast, the acuteness the of your smell, all of a sudden it feels like it's 100 times stronger. Some guy's doing a pizza like over there in Camp Pendleton, and you can smell it. You ever, you ever done that? Or the barbecue? And so you start fantasizing about everything you're going to eat. And then when the fast is over, you just start splurging. <laughs> so so just go easy when, uh, when the fast is in. It's only five days, so it's not a full like 40-day or something like that. And just remember there's grace if you cheat. Any, a couple times during the fast, sometimes in the middle of the night, you're hungry and you just like, you're not in your mind. And you go to the fridge and you just start gorging. And before you know it, you know, you, you're feeling bad. But there's grace. And I think uh, Susie said, you know, if you blow it, just get back up and, and start again. Okay? This is a, so what we want to do is we're a family. And we all want to cross the finish line. So we're going to be as patient and as slow as you need to do. As long as you cross the finish line, even if you fall a couple times on the route, that's fine. Just cross the finish line. All right. Uh, Mr. Josh Fanning, come on up, Josh.
3: So why don't you introduce yourself, Josh? Hello. (laughs) Uh, I'm Josh Fanning. My dad is Mike Fanning. He was a pastor here for a lot of years, and uh, yeah. Sorry, I love my mom. But yeah, Josh. I
1: love it here. And you grew up here, right?
3: Yeah, I grew yeah. up in St. Clemente.
1: Okay, great. Well, tell me about your experience with fasting. And you know what? You were kind of referral. Some I was like, you know, hey, who's who, who's pretty good at fasting? Hearing from God, praying, and and your name came up. And I was like, oh yeah, Josh. You know, and a couple weeks ago, I think you were up here when Mike spoke, and you had a prophetic word. For someone who had a snowboarding accident, and it was a small crowd, and sure enough, there was someone there. So it was really cool. So I know you hear God, and we're all gifted in certain areas, so I admire that in you. So I just want to hear your experience. So tell us your experience with fasting and praying.
3: Yeah, so um, my experience with fasting has been one that I can't get away from fasting. (laughs) Every year I try, I'm like, I don't want to fast this year. And then the Lord's like, no, you're going to fast. And so (laughs) it's, it's something that's become routine in the sense that I've fasted every year at the beginning of the year for probably about four or five years now. And, um, and it's, it's changed and developed every time it's, it's rarely has it been the same thing, but usually involves some sort of like food fast. Um, sometimes it's just a water fast where I'm just drinking water for like, I'll, I'll do like a few days a week, or sometimes I'll do, you know, two days at a time or, and then the most I've done is three days. Um, and so I, I've done lots of different types of fasts. I love social media fasts, big believer in those because social media can be quite toxic sometimes. And so it's really healthy to get these things that take up a lot of our time or things that we find value in and then set those aside and devote ourselves to the Lord. So tell me about your fasting routine.
1: Like when you're fa- on a fast, what's your routine?
3: Yeah, so um, quiet time's still definitely there. Like time with the Lord daily, very important. Um would probably agree with Terry and Susie that it's it's like heightened, it's extended. Um, there's just there's a closeness with the Lord that's different when you're fasting. Um, my routine is varied depending on the fasts. Like uh, there's a time probably five or six years ago when I was fasting and I was a valet at the time at a hotel, so like lots of running, lots of crazy physical activity, and so I couldn't fast food um, because I would probably pass out at work. Um, so I would do, you know, like little meals here and there, like, um, like smoothies, protein smoothies with lots of calories in them, but still not like going to eat Chick-fil-A or something, you know, that I love. Um, and so my routine is, it's, it's, it depends on the fast, but I like to really be specific in how I spend time with the Lord and what I put my focus on. All right. Good. Um, so, how does your
1: how does your uh, fasting routine differ from your normal quiet time routine? Because I know you, you you seek God quite a bit, from what I hear. Yeah. Um,
3: it it really just like you get so hungry, especially if you're fasting food. Like, there's a spiritual hunger that comes alongside with physical hunger. Like, you you really like. When you're fasting food for an extended period of time, you get needy. And so you have, like, I have normal daily time every day with the Lord. And when I'm fasting, it's like, normally when I'm not fasting, it's easy to go an hour, two hours, or whatever, you know, without like, oh, you know, God, you're good, I love you. But when you're fasting, it's like, you're starving. So you're like, God... I need you because I want to eat everything in the entire world right now. Or I'm getting frustrated. Everybody, has anybody ever here gotten hangry? I get hangry sometimes. And so, like, when you're hungry, it's like, okay, Lord, like, you're my comfort. You're my peace. You're my strength. Food's not my strength. I, I don't need food to live. You're, you know, the word says, you know, don't live by bread alone. But every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, you know, like, he... He gives us what we need, and so there's just a different um, routine that comes when you're fasting, especially food, that um, you just, you see him differently, you experience him differently than you would normally when you're not fasting. And when we were talking earlier, uh, you
1: mentioned something, you had an analogy of, it's like uh, pouring gasoline on fire. Can you explain that?
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is. It's like, so I, you know, the, our faith and what we have is often equated to having like a fire, you know, like we we're Burning for God, um, and so when you're fasting, it is. It's like pouring gasoline on the fire. It's like there's an extra um, anointing. There's an extra favor. There's an extra blessing that just comes with um, being uh, like fasting. It's, it just heightens everything. It it's like you can hear more clearly. Another thing I was thinking of while while we were, you were speaking was it's like like this speaker. You know, you can hear me really clearly right now because I'm talking directly into the microphone. But if I cover it like this, like you can't hear it very well. And so when you're fasting, it's like it's like that the covering this, the, the thing that is in the way, the thing that maybe is distracting you from the Lord's voice is gone. And then you hear him really clearly, just like you can hear me through the speaker right now.
1: That's really good.
3: Um, so how do
1: you normally hear God during your fast? Like what is, how does the Lord normally speak to you?
3: Yeah, um, really clearly, um, I, I think you're going to get to this question, but i, I yeah, got a go story. For it. Yeah, So um So, last year, I was a part of another church, and I was fasting um, with the church. And I think, I don't know how many days in I was, but I had been fasting for a while, probably doing, like, eating once every 24 hours or something like that. And um, it was Sunday morning, I was at church, and... I was leading the parking team at the time, and I was out there by myself, kind of like a like David in the field kind of thing, you know, like just me and my sheep, just parking cars, helping people not crash into each other, just hanging out, spending time with the Lord, and this guy walks up to me, and um, I just, I very clearly heard the Lord like back pain, and I could tell because he was like literally like limping. He was like walking really slowly and gingerly, and I was like, all right, I'm going to, Ask this guy if I can pray for him. It looks like he's in pain, and um, and as as I started to talk to him, and I I found out he just pulled his back working out, and then also he was like going some through some really hard marital troubles, and uh, so I got to I got to pray for him, and the Lord healed his back while I was just park helping people park cars and leave, and wow. it it was crazy, and and then also like. I got to speak some words of encouragement into him over, like, his marriage and what the Lord wanted to do and what he was doing in his life. And the guy is just, like, literally crying, totally bawling, just getting encountered by the Lord in the parking lot. And maybe I would have heard the Lord's voice the way I did if I wasn't fasting. But I know for sure I heard him very clearly because I was fasting. I like that. uh,
1: Gasoline on fire. Yeah. Um, any other, any final thoughts on fasting? Anybody who's thinking about it, maybe you've never done it, or they're thinking, you know, hey, I'm a young guy, this is an old 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 guy's thing to fast, but, you know, what about all the young
3: people? What yeah. would you say to the young people out there? You're never too young to start, and, like, fasting is such an awesome tool. Uh, one thing that I feel like nobody's really touched on, it's powerful. It can be used as, like, an offensive weapon in, like, the kingdom. And so there's there's something really, really important about fasting. You know, like you said, like when you pray, when you fast, that's what Jesus says in the Bible. It's like, um, just do it. Give it a try. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't listen to doubt. Don't listen to things that might deter you from this. Um, but give it a try. And then, like everybody else said, start small. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's a good thing. Give it a shot. Amen. Here Thanks, go.
1: Josh. Appreciate it. So in a minute, we're going to have some uh, prayer ministry up here. Uh, Gary, if you want to come on up. Um, and actually, Josh, Susie, and Terry will be up here as well praying for you. If something that they said inspired you or you're like, hey, I want, I want a little bit what Josh has, you know, he'd be happy to pray for you. Um, but I remember 2019, our January fast. I remember uh, I was doing it. I was praying, fasting, and listening. And um, God spoke to me about something that was kind of unusual, but really helped me. I remember, um, you know, I was associate pastor, and Roger was using me to preach more, and I really enjoyed it, and I was like, and I think in 2018, I'd preached more than I ever had, and then uh, it was January 2019, and I felt the Lord said, you know what, you're not going to preach hardly at all this year, but... um, but it's going to be a pause, but then all of a sudden you're going to be preaching all the time. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And you know what, like, what do you do with that? Like, there's nothing to do. You just park it. And you're like, if that was God, that'll happen. And, you know, Roger asked a bunch of people to preach. He never asked me. And you know what? It helped me because I, I didn't think, well, man, maybe I've lost it. God, maybe you're not in it. Or, you know, maybe Roger doesn't like me. I mean, you know, all the stuff your mind can play with. And I just was like, well, no, this is a season God has me not doing that. And then all of a sudden things change and, you know, I preach more than I ever have in my life now. (laughs) So it's like, it's nice to hear God's voice because this life stuff happens. And just to like okay, I'm not losing my mind. God told me this is going to happen or put an inclination in my heart. So you know what? I can have peace because I know he's in control. And we really need peace right now. And um, I, I love the fact that uh, there's two scriptures. So I want you to, as as we're, as we're finishing up with some worship, just want to open it up again. Maybe maybe God's spoken to you. You know exactly what to fast. You, you got a buddy or maybe you don't. But I also want you to pray into two scriptures. It's, it's James 4, 8. It says, draw near to me and he will draw near to you. I guarantee you, if you take time this week, you might not get answers or it might be a delay a year or two. But you know what? If you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. And you're going to know it. And then Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Anybody weary and burdened these days? You know, we need rest even as Christians.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next week. For more information, go to heritagesc.org.